Hey there, boys and girls, it's Ralph Garman here. Listen, if you like Hollywood Babylon, I think there's an excellent chance that you would like The Ralph Report, my daily podcast, Monday through Friday. Not to mention, if you sign up now as a four-star general supporter to The Ralph Report, you get full access to the entire back catalog of Hollywood Babylon, a decade of Hollywood Babylon at your fingertips for being a four-star supporter of The Ralph Report. Want to sign up? You can find The Ralph Report on Patreon.com. Just go to www.patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up today. Hit me! Episode 320. You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. <laughs> This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek. You guys rock. And now, here's Will and Trent. <laughs> That fade is way too long. Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. And I'm Trent. If you, I like that you had the, and I'm Trent, because it went right with that uh, repetitive little uh, <laughs> hit me that we had at the beginning. So I thought, clever <laughs> yeah, yeah. blending, sir. I'm glad you always, you know, you always stay on brand. I try. I, I appreciate that. I really do. I uh, if you want to take part in the program, you can. One of many is one of them, Twitter. Trent, why don't you tell them how they do that? Oh, my gosh. It's so easy. Just use the hashtag NetHead, and then you can see the tweet that just went out. Uh-oh, everybody, look out. Someone just fired up the NetHeads live stream, and then I am clicking retweet right now. And uh, you can see all the stuff. Uh, most importantly, though, you can you can uh, tell us where we're wrong about things. <laughs> yes, but that was... but. Like, like you could use the hashtag NetHead to tell Trent that I think you meant hashtag NetHeads. Can't believe yes. that happened after 320 yeah. or 300 and some odd prior episodes. But uh, you can also use it to uh, play show and tell with us like Ryan Connolly did on our last episode. Uh, he has a sweet. Oh, it's so cool. Sweet Thundercats logo tattoo. That's just like the Thundercats like signal that shoots up. It looks bad. A well done. Uh, longtime listener, Ryan Connolly. Hashtag net heads. There we go. That's beautiful. Also. I never remember to turn on Skype, but, you know, gosh darn it. You could also try uh, uh, YakBet9020 or NetHeads on Air via Skype. Uh, we'll fire it up, but uh, calls always scare me now. It's like, oh, who's coming? Not like the good old days when we first got started, Trent, and we were, like, hosting game shows of all the Yeah. Night. Can you believe yeah. that nonsense? I know. Those I were mean, good times. And Francis would call in, and he and I would geek out about uh, – uh, 1980s Fantastic Four and how how influential John Byrne was into shaping the franchise into what it is today. Oh, yeah, man. Really- and, and But the whole point is, what kind of idiot in this day and age would, like, do a giveaway is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Well, someone who is, who is uh, well, I, I don't know. I see, I see a lot of uh, Twitch 
uh, gamers who are always doing giveaways. And it's a good way for them to uh, gauge interaction with with fans and, and get people to subscribe to their content and hopefully enjoy what they're putting out. So I, I guess some people are doing it. So, Trent, uh, we're on the verge of a vector giveaway here. <laughs> oh, you don't say. You don't say. No, I don't. Boy, that was like Spike or Volley Spike. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to use sports metaphors. Forgive sure, me. For sure. Uh, yeah, we're still giving away the uh, Vector Robot. What what originally started as a giveaway on uh, TikTok, which you can I'm NetheadWW on TikTok. We are we're giving this bad boy away. Uh, Brian Stoner is saying, "Howdy, gents, and uh, I need my Diablo three for my Switch." Shh, we're not getting to that yet. And hi, Brian. Brian uh, filled in last uh, episode for you, good sir. Have yeah, a little discussion. Thank you, thank you, Brian. I'm I'm sorry. No, it's wonderful. Uh, he- I hope- he actually wants to come back so it's okay um hi yeah so we're we're giving this bad boy away and the uh the the cutoff for it uh i determined was actually because first i said hey you know at ten thousand followers on tiktok because i'm not an attractive girl that can dance or an effective lip syncer so sure i'm like uh you know hey let's do this to try and facilitate followers and uh we got to 10,000 uh, much sooner than I anticipated. And then the pandemic hit. So I decided let's make sure there's an official cutoff and we'll make it 20,000 right. followers because we got to 10- cause I'm extremely lazy and I, you know, why, why do extra work? Yeah, no, it makes sense. <laughs> so anyway, so we're giving him away, but what I, what I came up with uh, for, for the TikTok people that uh, might catch me on like a TikTok live there. I decided, you know, it would be a really good idea. Let's make sure because everything is in service. This whole in case you guys are wondering uh, what the nonsense is all about. Uh, I started fooling around on TikTok because I wanted to see the new platform and I wanted to see how activities can relate. What can you drive to other platforms from TikTok, et cetera, et cetera, because everything is always about getting attention for this little uh, thing we call a podcast. And so. I figured, let's see what we could do with TikTok to do that. I didn't know how until one guy on there, I think Iron Sanctuary is the one who did it. That's his username. That's not his name in real life. He oh, um, right. he he had decided that somebody... Awesome if that was like a, your real life name, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. But 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 you it would be even funnier if you were misanthropic, though, right? Like your name is that you're a sanctuary, but you hate people. That or or you have an incredible name like that and you're not in professional wrestling. Oh, yes. Thank you. Beautifully done. Yes. Very. Thank you. Anyway, uh, he somebody had gifted him a laptop, so he was taking his old laptop and he was going to give it away. And then he unlocked the mystery for me. He's like, to qualify, just follow my Instagram, subscribe to my YouTube and on my latest video, say this. I'm like, well, son of a gun. If yeah. I throw subscribe to my podcast into that mix, I think we've got a successful attempt to uh, whore ourselves out for followers. That's what yeah. I figured. Yeah. Or if, if nothing else, uh, something to talk about. Let's give them something to talk about. You know, <laughs> I, I love the way there's always one moment every episode, I think, you find to, to bring the, the music in your heart out to the rest <laughs> of us. So thank you. You're uh, welcome. So what I decided on this TikTok live is we would give people an opportunity to join again, because when I take just the result of saying, because like saying I love Vector was the keyword on any of the videos, that's what we look for. And YouTube is like one of the final destinations. So I'm kind of using that as the hunting and gathering. Pick one point for our data to figure out if they've done the other crap too. 
And so I figured, let's just, that's the only place we're asking him to do an extra thing of making a comment. So let's do that. And to, at the time I had suggested this, we're probably at only around 60 entries. And I am only like 4,000 and some odd followers away on TikTok from hitting 20,000. So there's a bit of disparity there in the numbers. But that's like 20,000 is a lot, dude. Like just just as a number, that's that's a big number. Yeah, but here's the thing with that platform. The important thing to remember about TikTok is that I think it has an incredibly high populace. It also has the ability for people to very easily and passively start following someone. And sure, the, yeah. and, and uh, when you look at the home screen, Trent, it's divided into two areas, essentially. That is the uh, For You page. So that's like the algorithm customly delivering videos you want to see. And then there's following. So the people that you follow. Right. So uh, if you stay out of that following area altogether, you may see people you're following in the For You page or you may see others. So it creates a very easy environment to follow somebody and not get oversaturated or annoyed by them to the point where you'd want to not follow. You, you right. get what I mean? Yeah. Thirdly, they only like the freaking robot, bro. Okay. <laughs> if it's not broke, <laughs> but fix it, man. But that brings me back to my point because now I'm using it. I'm I'm trying to do an insidious way of developing the followers that would actually be into the content I would make. Sure. It's like the old movie philosophy. It's like I'll do two for them and one for me, right? Right. Which I think that's kind of how we got a sequel to. That's how we got a Christmas story, the original movie, because the movie Porky's was such a big hit. And that was a passion project for the director of Porky's, a Christmas story of all things. So they're like, okay, yeah, you can do your Christmas movie and then you'll do Porky's too, right? And he's like, yeah. So this is my Porky's too. I, nope. I, yeah, I, the metaphor got lost. You know, I was always more of a Meatballs fan anyway. Fair enough. Uh, Beast Kate on uh, on Twitter says TikTok is for children. I think that's a common misconception, but sure enough. And Brian says that's how Metallica makes albums. Possibly. I, I, <laughs> I don't really remember much beyond Master of Puppets. That's just me. So, um... So anyway, I forgot what point I was trying to make. Oh, so there's a, a bit of a there's a bit of a mix in in the total populace of people that may like the robot and possibly want to win one. And I wanted right. to give people on no, what I wanted to do was come up with a way to make sure people were downloading or listening to the podcast because then we get those numbers, right? Because I can ask people to subscribe to the podcast, but unlike any other platform, there's no username for me to attach that subscription to and subscriber numbers fluctuate. So how do you do that? So what I figured out was while I was doing a TikTok live, I said, here's what we'll do. I like the way I'm talking to you now. Like, I still haven't been telling a story up to this point. My apologies, yeah. sir. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where I figured it out. So we've got them commenting, I love Vector and everything else. But how about a way to make sure they're listening to the podcast to earn a second entry in the giveaway? Right? Double, so you're you're doubling your odds. Exactly. Which yeah. right now, admittedly, you're only up against 59 other people. So how yeah. do we... But how... Yeah. How do we do that, Trent? Do you have a guess on what we could do? What would you do? Um, foxes, bloodhounds, heat-seeking missiles. You know, it's the callback to the classic bits that I always love. No, my friend. <laughs> 
What I figured out was because we've got the YouTube video product, we're sending them to YouTube to comment, but we can't make that extra entry within the YouTube. And if we want to drive people to the podcast, all we have to do, okay, is come up with a secret word that we only state on the podcast. And then you comment that on the YouTube video and boom. Uh-huh. Bob's your uncle. Now, the problem is I've said this part already vocally out loud to YouTube. So I've already sort of invalidated it because after the first person does it, we're done. But let's yeah. just let's pretend people are going to be fun and they're going to play along and they're still going to go to this part of the podcast. So because I should have done this before, I should have just said we got to do something special in front of the YouTube folks or all the other video folks. It's going to black out for a moment, but I already blew it. Anyway, we're going to do that now. <laughs> So let's come up with a secret word that's that could come up on any tech podcast that people have to use in the comments. And that way, then I'll automatically give them a second entry uh, so, for that thing. Because because what so I do. Go ahead. Well, I was just so so essentially what, what you're needing is a word of the day. Exactly. But there's no dancing <laughs> furniture here aside from the. From, aside from the suffering and sagging of our office chairs, sir, that's the. <laughs> No oh, moving there's, furniture. There's so, so many groans in the chair when it's compressed as such. <laughs> I, I feel you, and it feels you as well. So anyway, so we just need to come up with that word, and I think I already know the perfect word. Are you ready for it? Hit me. Stereo adapter. It's two words. Stereo adapter. Yeah. So if you include stereo adapter in a sentence in a comment on the latest YouTube video, you'll automatically have your second entry because I will not remove your duplicate entry for that entry. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. (coughs) Perfect. So that's what you do, folks. And now we're back on YouTube. Look, you see that? I used, used technology to benefit us. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's weird that we can do that. I know, but hey, it's cool. It's cool to me. I like it. So anyway, so there we go. So we took care of that part of business. And, you know, you can have a chance to win your very own vector robot. This one is just sleeping. Way to go, buddy. You know, really cash in on the spotlight there. Thanks for that. Anyway. So, uh, so uh, what's sh- oh, I should I'm also just- go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 you- no, 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 you, you hang up. No, no. <laughs> No, I was I was just going to, uh, this is not related to what you were talking about, so you should finish. Oh, I think I was already transitioned. I was just going to say oh. I owe you an explanation because we've been on air now for I don't know how many minutes, and I didn't explain to you why I'm I'm doing this. And I almost feel well, like, in yeah. a way, I need to, to say or it every maybe, episode. Or maybe wait till the end now. That would be cruel. No, uh, for those that can't see, uh, what I made the mistake of, I was, I, I was experiencing a lot of anxiety and a lot of personal frustration over the lack of adoption of wearing facial coverings in public. Um, it's, it's the, one of the simplest things we can do. And, uh, you know, I, to, to make sure I was doing as much as I could to normalize masks being used. I said, anytime you see me doing something that's got a video or a picture for like my, I say my typical, uh, social media shenanigans, not like my family photos and stuff. Right. But but if you see me online, I'm going to be wearing a mask. That way I am telling everyone, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily 
Uh, <laughs> Beast Kate says, I'm covering my herpes. Thank you. Uh, that too. It's great to cover an outbreak. Um, so yeah, I'm just wearing a face mask to normalize the appearance of masks being worn and also to demonstrate for all the anti-maskers that you can sit here and talk and talk and talk yeah. and talk and not lose any oxygen. The oxygen supply is, you know, dragging on a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> And so, and so I've been saying the same thing I think we said together on the last episode, which is, you know, just be a hero, wear a mask, yeah. save lives. Yeah. It's not that hard. And plus, and I, I, I look, if you need a mask, let me know. I've got this really cool space pattern. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the fabric you're using is really nice, too. It's soft. Uh, and, and I was highly impressed earlier before when we started just at how... Uh, the sound isn't nearly as as compressed and stopped uh, by your mask as I've seen with others, especially uh, in like news interviews, etc. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned that. I should uh, I'll include a, a link in the description. But if you go to bit.ly slash uh, capital B for best, capital F for fit, capital M for mask. So best fit mask, but capitalize those first letters. And you can get the pattern that I got here, and it's great because it's just got two angled cuts, so it creates a natural curve just at the chin. It creates a natural bridge, so that way the fabric isn't being pulled taut against my nose. It's being, thankfully, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, my nose and my chin stick out enough. I guess is the point. <laughs> you know, if you're one of the people that doesn't have much of a chin, I don't know if this would help, but it does the the thing that uh, other like the N95 masks do, at least giving you a yep. little extra space. And if I get close to the microphone, the only thing you have to put up with now is the horrible tendency I have to have to stop and inhale because I'm not getting an the easy flow back in. Yeah. But but yeah. I can still keep doing this is the point. Yeah. I'm not impacted. Um, And uh, it's funny, while, while you were talking about the mask design, I was focusing very much on just on, on listening, right, to, to what's coming through. Mm -hmm. It's actually, for a podcaster, pretty ingenious because... You've got you've got an automatic compressor, right? Because it's it's limiting um, the the height that your voice the, the the level that can come out, and so that's forcing you to project your your uh, lower leveled frequencies more than you normally would. And it's it's uh, doing a, a a plosive filter at the same time. Peter Pepper, Peter uh, Pepper, Pepper Peppers, and that's and uh, any d reverb that you might have to do on post is taken care of as well. Uh, because the sound is can only travel so far that you're not getting like it's act it's kind of like it's just wearing like a pop filter on your face. If you're a podcaster and you're anti-masking, you're you you hate what you do. Plus, you got to admit it now really makes an interesting bit for the uh, for the YouTube thumbnail because there's always this this what is this some bald hippie nerd with a space mask on. <laughs> Is he is he going to tell us uh, what what our signs are today? And by the and, way, <laughs> and Leo is is in retrograde or not? I, I'm going to ask you to do something. I hope it doesn't in any way break the broadcast. But I want your reaction, okay? Because okay. Uh, I would like, if you don't mind, to go to our YouTube channel because I want to discuss a little uh, creative problem I have created with our new lower thirds. Okay. So if you could just if you could just pull it up, let me know when you're looking at the latest thumbnail. It's probably me sitting big picture. You've got Brian above yep. my shoulder. Brian, 
the top right. Uh huh. And down and, to what is on the the lower right of the picture, or in the case yep. of mine, it's the lower. Uh, to my, it looks like my left, but anyway, it's, uh, it's uh, stage left. Stage left, or everyone else's right. And uh, you notice I'm doing that YouTube thumbnail thing of giving myself the white border around yep. me, right? Yeah. That logo design is really good until you also emphasize it with a white border. I never realized just how... Let me go to you for reaction now for the revelation. I never realized just how uh, fallacy and accentuating other items that logo really is until you emphasize the hell out of it. That lower third. Are you, are you seeing it now? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, there's no clean way to put it, guys. I came up with a wonderful design, and it's interesting that to a man, the most attractive design I could find was essentially a phallus. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I would like to think that that's the very that's just a Freudian slip is all is all that is. That's a it's it's more <laughs> than a slip. That's just, oh, sorry. I guess it's the Freudian tip. I just, I saw that and I'm like, oh my gosh, what have I done? And suddenly I'm having to re-isolate it in the background and apply it as a layer over the white border. So that way it's breaking it up. So it's not quite so looking like I've got a dick growing out of my left arm. <laughs> yeah. You know, some things look good. Well, you know. But the practical application just isn't there. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to share that with you. So, hey, man, what's new with you? Oh, dude. Uh, so, uh, last week, Tuesday morning, I woke up with pneumonia-like symptoms. Are like, you kidding me? Like, like, I felt like like there was like congestion and fluid in my lungs, and I was coughing, and I, I felt like I couldn't breathe, and... I was scared to death, dude. Like, I oh shit! Don't blame this, you. This is it. This is the. This is the. This is the big one. As, as the and, kids uh, are saying, this is the Rona. The Rona? I I don't get the reference. Coronavirus. Oh yes, sorry. Yes, the Rona. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't my Sharona, that's for sure. But um, yeah. So I freaked out, and the Instacare. Uh, there is an Instacare facility. Uh, it's, it's like a, like a hospital light, uh, just near my house. So I went down there and, uh, right when you go in, there's, uh, someone, uh, standing out front before you even letting you in and says, what are we seeing you for today? And I said, well, symptoms of coronavirus. And she said, okay, you're gonna have to go somewhere else for testing then. And it's in a completely different city. Uh, it's like 10 miles away, get in the car. I go there. And holy shit, tip of the hat to these folks, because it was like 92 degrees that day, um, just hot as balls. And there was a dude, it was another Instacare. Basically, you drove up and uh, you had to wait until there was a parking stall available in the parking lot because there were a ton of people getting tested. Um, once that's available, you drive in, go to your parking stall. Someone comes over mm -hmm. and uh, you fill out the paperwork. It's super simple, basically just one signature. And then after that, you go th through the the drive through of the tent where they have like the full on like nurse practitioner in a like I, I call it the outbreak suit from from the outbreak movie. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Like 
like full on like monkey virus prevention stuff. Uh, did it, and she said, "Okay, uh, thanks." Um, two days later, I uh, I checked the app that they have. Coronavirus tested negative, and and by uh, Thursday, I was I was feeling a lot better. So. I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was psychosomatic. Uh, I don't know. But uh, I, I did not have it. But I could not be more uh, alleviated at how simple the process was of being tested. Was that? Uh, did you get the in-the-nose one, though? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and what is that experience like? Well, so, so two years ago, I had n- nose surgery. Oh, that's right. Uh, and so it honestly wasn't. It it was not bad at all. I like and and since then, like I, I regularly um go through a pretty intensive couple times a week cleaning of my my nasal cavity. Um, but I'll tell you what, they're not lying when when it's like a no shit seven inch long Q tip that they you just tilt your head back and they just go straight back and then come right back out. Um, <laughs> tap, and, oh, tap. oh, it was I. It was so gross just to look at it afterward, just covered in like green goo. Oh, dude, <laughs> I know what you mean, because uh, this is one of those little uh, wireless endoscopes with a little spoon on the end. Yeah, because my my youngest has got uh, dry earwax, so we have to use these drops to essentially yeah. moisturize them. Yeah. Huh? And this is the easiest way to get the wax out safely because it's the same thing the doctors do. And uh, that just that going inside somebody's ear is already terrifying. But then thinking that you're you're coming out with the remnants of a, of a sick individual as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a nice little hack, though, uh, for people who do have hard earwax. I'm one of them. Uh, if you're a side sleeper. When you wake up in the morning, if you've been laying on that side, it softens all the wax up from the heat generated from everything, and it's a lot easier to clean out that way too. Anyway, oh, just give the ear, just give the ear a little jiggle, jiggle in the morning. Yeah, well, it just it's it's easier to to scrape out. It's it's like regular earwax at that point. Fair enough. Good, good, good. Uh, Tom Sherlock pointing out something interesting. I think we may as well uh, mention it, and that is it's opening day. Let's talk baseball. It's like he's going right for the vein of the things I don't know in life. Well, go, go grab your wife, man. Actually, uh, we have there was a there were two exhibition games. It was the Giants versus the A's, and then yesterday it was the Giants at the Dodgers. I don't know if it's the Dodgers at the Giants today or what, but uh, so is that a big rivalry for California? Yeah, that's why I keep coming back to it. So yeah, okay, it I, is. I would assume it would be one, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the history of it. I, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to understand the the concept of an RBI. I think I finally learned that one a, a few Dude, days ago. Have, in that same vein, have you watched uh, Brockmire? Still haven't. I know I should. I'm sorry. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, it, it, watching that makes me want to like like want to invest time into baseball. Well, it's it. I will admit, of all the sports, is at least it's one of the most direct. Even though there are things conceptually I don't understand. Why must the first uh, foul ball hit by a batter be considered a strike? For example, that really reeks of let's speed up this gameplay thing by automatically giving them a strike for that one. Well, if if they really so, there's a ninety nine percent invisible did one of the best episodes they've done. Uh, an episode about the shot clock in in basketball and how uh, the the national championship game in like 55 wasn't even televised 
because no one watched basketball at that time because it was a defensive game. There was no shot clock. And so it, once you got up by 10 points, you just passed the ball around the rest of the game and didn't even try to score. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they implemented the shot clock, the game started going faster. It changed everything about it. And there are a lot of people who make this, the, the argument for there to be a batting or pitching clock in baseball. Yeah, speed of gameplay. That's what it's all about. So yeah, probably onto yeah. something there. But anyway, the uh, the interesting thing that at least has been happening, uh, I'm not going to get into the political stuff, but uh, in, in relation to them being able to do the sports ball and uh, still make it fun for the fans, uh, yeah. like all the games I've watched, uh, even though it's, there's no people in the stadiums, they're piping in crowd noise. Uh, which Which is something they pull directly from professional wrestling. <laughs> And then they are also, um, uh, this is a cute idea, and it's something I think the wife and I are going to do for a very nominal fee. You can send in a picture of yourself, and they do a human, a life-size cutout of you to be sitting in the stands. Oh, that's cool. And in certain stadiums, if a ball is hit into the stands and it, and it hits your cutout, you get the ball. Oh, that's, oh man, that's rad. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool idea. So that's an interesting way to kind of bring sports to us. You know, I just, you know, my whole thing is I just want, I want them to make sure everybody's being as safe as possible because it's, oh, yeah. it's a lot to ask people to risk their health to bring us entertainment. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and all the, the <laughs> motorsports are doing the same thing, uh, racing without any fans uh, or, or crowds around, um, which it's it's interesting because and, and for MotoGP, which I follow, they were talking about how, um, you know, it may not be may not affect you at home because, you know, for motorsports, you're watching the race the whole time anyway. But for them as the broadcasters, they just kept on talking about how eerie it was to be in this enormous place. Uh, like a lot of these um, these venues are, are housing 40 to 50,000 people every single race and to just have the teams there and not no one else. They, they just said it was the most bizarre, unreal feeling they've, they've ever had in in their, in their careers. Yeah. For them, it's gotta be kind of like, Hey, why are we, why is this practice being considered a competition? You know? (laughs) Cause right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I could get that. But yeah, I've seen the chatter about the NASCAR happening and that's really, that's cool. I mean, it's a lot better than I think, Formula racing may have been running simulators in the beginning of uh, COVID. Uh, yeah. yeah, they did. They uh, and and MotoGP did too. And it was really funny because uh, I, I watched some of them and and uh, well, they were doing like first they started just doing like actual races, video game wise, right? Right, like uh, F one twenty twenty, uh, MotoGP twenty twenty, and then just recently a, a YouTube channel that I follow was hired by them, and he does. Uh, races of marbles and they're super well done they hired him and they started broadcasting his stuff hey man it's me kevin smith would you like to wake and bake with me like three times a week uh would you like to hear me talk to my wife about intimate details about our personal life which in 21 years of being married ain't really all that exciting anymore would you like to hear All the old episodes of Fat Man on Batman, where I used to sit down and record one-on-one interviews with people and stuff. Uh, Do you want to listen to old episodes of Jane Silent Bob Get Old? There's one place where you got to go, man. Join me 
at That Kevin Smith Club. That's right. If you go to thatkevinsmithclub.com, you can join as a clerk or a mall rat or a yoga hoser or a fun employee, man. There's all different levels. Uh, but you get access to really cool stuff, including cartoons nobody sees anymore, uh, stand-up specials nobody's ever seen, movies people don't get to see anymore. It's all right there in the Smithsonian screening room, man. And the uh, podcast library is deep kids it's deep man except for hollywood babylon that's available over at the ralph report so but everything else come to that kevin smith club.com man and we want to club you don't you want to club kevin smith here's your chance that kevin smith club.com dude are you talking about jelly's marble races or somebody yes. else because now it's officially last week's tonight's Jelly Marble Races for 2020. There you go, man. I I I am embarrassed to admit just how captivating those marble videos They're can so be. Good, right? And the commentary is great, and and the the camera setup and everything. And uh, he also he he's done um, Marble Olympics, which are really fun too. So they'll have like the the high jump and and like the water sports and all that other stuff. And then you go even farther down this like rabbit hole. And there is uh, people doing the same thing who have built uh, uh, rally tracks, uh, scaled rally tracks, and then they're running uh, diecast cars down them and doing <laughs> the same thing. Like, really, really cool stuff. I got to admit, too, it is shocking the production value on those marble yeah. races because oh. it's like if it's a if it's a if it's a distance or a distance pushing event. You've got the two views. You've got the side view. You've got yep. the overhead com- comp- competitive view. Like, like there's so much work going into each and every one and it shows, right? It, it, it shows just how good it is and entertaining it is. Well, part that I'm sure you have to appreciate seeing is how you yourself are a professional sports commentator. The commentating on it is great so much so that they, they take note of, and they call back to previous competitions and previous performance of particular uh, marble teams. And you're like. They have built their own mythology here. Yep. Oh yeah, it's 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 freaking brilliant. And I I will say, uh, as I found, it is so much easier to do commentary in post mm-hmm. uh, because then when you mess up, you can stop and just jump back thirty seconds and keep going. Yeah. Um, and, and and so you lose a lot of of the filler words that that laymen who aren't trained in in like because it is a, a full on like art to be able to be the to be Phil Liggett right the the guy that would call the uh, the Tour de France mm-hmm. um, like you could just listen to him forever and baseball's the same way guys you know th- those guys are able to tell a story through numbers uh, and just captivate listeners at home but um, for for the layman doing it in post makes it a bazillion times better may may not be easier but definitely better well you know it's it's kind of like how uh even this is something you can apply to any level of production for example the the day that we reconciled the fact that the youtube product any of the video products right that's this is more like a behind the scenes first draft of what eventually becomes a podcast right Right. I, I'm able to take out any flubs. You know, that awkward moment we had where like, no, you go. No, you go. I, that doesn't even have to exist because I'm doing, you know, some modifications, some changes here and there. Right. Uh, and and so it's it's 
there really is a lot of uh, credit and a lot of work that goes into post-production. It's what I'm getting at. And it's got its yeah. benefits, you know. Uh, and the reason why we insist uh, on doing this live, the way we do is kind of beyond me at times, but it's also... <laughs> part of the fun and it calls back to the things I used to do and there's a little certain discipline that you get when you go live I think oh yeah yeah because you have to think on your feet you have to have cues like none of you know I had a coughing fit uh, because my throat was dry uh but Trent filled right on because he saw me do the hand signal you know anyway the whole point is, though, post-production, something like that, you can keep it nice and tight and you can keep the audience engaged, which is what these things do. Your wrestling videos do. You know, yep. it's all just right on point. Yeah. Well, and and and, and that's the other thing, too. Like, um, you know, I was explaining to some folks uh, because, like, it, it is going on television. But the the product that, that we put out for wrestling is not even close to being television ready as far as like a, a show goes. Um, because it is not even close to being tight enough, having everyone together timing wise and, and being able to, to reach the time max that, that, that we have, it's all fixed in post. So it, it is a, a television product because it's post. If it was mixed live, there's no way it, it's not even close to that. No, no. And, uh, and uh, ideally, actually, it's not something you want. You don't want to see all the setup in between. You don't want to see all this. No. You don't want to see all that. There's no. some things that lend themselves well to live, some things that don't. But uh, yeah. I, I sure I both love and hate when there's post-production work to be done on something, I guess is the yes. point. I, and I can't even imagine, even though we do this regularly, I can't even imagine continuously having to come up with the narrative about what's going on while it's happening. So... <laughs> My hat's off to you on that one. Thank you. You know what I mean? And and that's I, getting back to the point. Somehow the Marble Races guy does the hell out of that as well. Yeah, he freaking crushes it, man. He's so good. And they just, it, it everything is so goddamn serious. And they even add an interactive element where you got to find this one wild marble that's somewhere in the yeah. crowd. And they tell yeah. you ahead of time the level of difficulty in trying to spot them. Yeah, it's. I'm telling you, man, they they're crushing it. Yeah, except when you know my wife walks in the room. And says, what are you watching? I'm like marble yeah. races. <laughs> yeah, I, no. So so that's what happened to me too. I I came in the house. My roommate was was watching it, and I'm like, what the fuck is this, man? And he's like, marble races. I'm like, ah, oh, this is so dumb. I sit down, and by like you know, ten minutes into it, I'm like, oh shit, this is amazing. <laughs> right? You're like the wild cat eyes, man. Yeah, bring it, boys. <laughs> Uh, what the funniest part is now that, you know, seeing last week tonight tweeting about that, like we're off this week, but if you haven't watched catch up on such and such yep. marble racers, such and such is just tearing it up. It's like, wow. And, and, and that's something that somebody I'm guessing was, it was just like a passion project originally, right? Yeah. Probably something just like did, did like once and people are like, well, this is really good. You should, you should do more. And then just, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that would, I would listen to the shit out of a podcast of his origin story. Here's here's the funny thing, though, that we all know happens behind the scenes. Think of how many podcasts probably reached out and annoyed the hell out of last week tonight uh -oh. saying, if you're sponsoring content. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, it's funny, though, because like this dude was was contacted by the the biggest motorsport association in the world. Right. To to develop content for them. So he, I'm, he he's got to have a publicist by now oh yeah <laughs> i probably 
I think you're on to something there. <laughs> anyway, Trent, uh, what else has gone on since you uh, since we last talked? Um, oh, yeah. What's that? What's happening? I did something stupid. I got a Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's not stupid. This is fantastic. I, I'm glad you think so. Uh, so far, I have uh, patched it. I have created my account on it, and that's it. And I've had it for over 24 hours. Oh, so just 24 hours? Yeah. Well, it was one of those things where uh, I, I, I guess I started getting FOMO, or I, I wanted to be like part hip with the kids and their yeah. Animal Crossings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently I'm the only person in the world that has never played Animal Crossing. I Well, no, I haven't either. I've got it loaded okay. on here, but I haven't played it yet. And uh, but, you know, Trent, I got to find out what all this turnip business is about. You know what I'm saying? I gotta... Oh, I you're saying exactly. I, I'm just talking <laughs> words I've heard other people say. <laughs> but I have to say really, really uh, cool. You know, I thought it was cool when the product came out, but when you get to hold it in your hands and then you realize yeah. I can dock this and play it on a television, yeah. that's really cool. And I tried to set myself up for success. Like I said, I I got Animal Crossing. Uh, I also got Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I haven't played it. Watched someone play it. Loved it. And uh, Mario Kart Deluxe 8. So Ooh. funny it, thing, though, in, in looking at accessories... Like I found a really cheap, silly accessory because, you know, the controllers are, are, are these little, the joy cons here. Right. And they're yeah. tiny. Well, which, which I would say, just go out and buy of the regular controllers. Well, I would too, but if I, you're playing icons so much, if you're playing Mario Kart, however, this is the, okay. This is the controller. Yeah. So I thought I'd be cute because I found a really cheap accessory, which was two steering wheel add ons. Oh. Nice. I didn't pay attention to the dimensions, Trent. Uh oh. How small are they? It literally like it looks like I'm trying to hold a donut. Are you doing it with your your fingers? You're like just rolling back and forth with your fingers. I haven't played the game yet, but I'm assuming yes, I would be like this and it would look stupid. But you know, that's what happens when you have more than one player. So at least that's what I'm assuming. So I did do this. If anybody wants to know how I did it, uh, first of all, I, I think switch availability is increasing. So if you've been frustrated and you have been wanting to get a switch but you haven't been able to locate one that may very soon be alleviated if you don't want to take a risk to go out and to find uh, a switch yourself instead you want to try and order online the simple trick that i did was to follow a twitter account uh it's i can't remember the name of the account itself but it goes by the handle of cheap ass games or something along those lines and, and they tweet out product availability and cool stuff and, and uh, games on sale and the like. And that's how I got this. I follow them. Um, and that's how I ended up there. Like at one point, it's like Best Buy has them in stock. And I'm like, oh, really? And I click it and they were. And then like an idiot, I bought it. Uh, you got I I think uh, one of the most enjoyable games I've played on the Switch is a game called Arms. Mm -hmm. It's a boxing game. Uh, but but your arms are spring loaded, and, and so like wherever you're at in the arena that you're boxing, depending on which arm you've chosen to arm yourself with and your and your character stats, uh, you're throwing punches at each other from all the way across, and so you have to get the arcs right. And it it is a fun game. It, it's a ton of fun. But for for like one player games, I could play that all day. I also heard that there's a really fun drumming game. Oh, which which kind of makes sense. Uh, Chuck 
uh, in the uh, Facebook chat is saying, get a game controller. Those Joy-Cons mess up leads to drag. Oh, and leads to drag. So in other words, you're getting a, a laggy response uh, on uh. movement. I actually did buy a, a third-party aftermarket regular controller as well, figuring that way I could have up to at least three people playing at once. Yeah, good. For any joint game. So I did think of that too. Thank you, though. Uh, I appreciate you looking out for me. Now, the question is, is it <clears throat> dumb for a 49-year-old to be getting one of these? No, not at all. <clears throat> not in the least bit. The only thing I can tell you guys is if I have bought one, congratulations, the next thing is coming out in a few months. You're right? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what they have uh, planned because I, I know you know Sony and Microsoft have announced their, their new stuff, but I don't think, I don't know, I haven't seen anything from Nintendo yet. I, I, I guess the, they're almost like their last release. I, I almost feel like they are like a niche or a boutique gaming company now, in a way. Yeah. And, and recently, yeah. uh, the other thing that you can find is the Switch lights, which are just strictly um, I, freaking that's perfect for me. Control, yeah, those are what traveler and control. You're never yep. going to hook it up to a TV. That's how nope. you're gaming less money um, and uh, higher availability. You can still find and those. The same games like I love I love my uh, DS2 XL um but uh the the games there's just hardly any well let me rephrase that. And this is where where you're right in in Nintendo has been very successful in knowing their audience because it releases even for the DS uh there are a bazillion games that come out every year but they're all um JM ROPGs, mm -hmm. right? So, so, and, and they sell a shitload of them for people that are playing the the Japanese role playing games. But other than that, the the releases are are not, you know, plentiful. So with the Switch Lite, you can finally get actual Switch games uh, and still sit in your recliner and watch TV and play video games at the same time. Exactly. And and my other point about that is that obviously with coming out with the Lite, that's Nintendo doubling down on the platform for now. Yes. Yeah. So, yep. The only other thing I think I need to do to make sure that use gets balanced, because I'm sure uh, now that I've made this mistake, there's probably going to be some uh, at least one probably Nintendo Switch Lite purchase in my future to yeah. keep people with their hands off my stuff. Um, I, yep. I think it's that's that's fine. The other thing I'm going to I want to do, because it's just a couple bucks, is to get a second dock. So that way I can just have a dock here in the office because everyone else has a 16 screen in there office douche um and then one for the family room you know what i mean so that way you can yeah. dock it for everybody or you can dock it for yourself yeah so that's my plan um i i has anyone tweeted or anything in as to what games they're playing on the uh on the on the no no not yet no, uh whatever. mario kart 8 Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, actually, you know, uh, there was another... I, I think I saw that uh, Paper Mario Origami something or other, Origami Master or something like that, is on sale right now for like 12 bucks as well. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm very interested to see what other games are available on the platform. But uh, what I also need to hurry up and get my order in for is is my current favorite game because it is way up to my speed and that is uh jay and silent bob's mall yes. brawl which is yeah which is on the switch yeah i saw that so i need to get my switch version of that but i also do have the steam version of it and believe it or not i went on twitch trent and i and i played mall brawl that's what i did oh nice 
Amazingly fun, very painless. So what I've decided that I'm going to do sometime in the next week, like I said, I have not played Animal Crossing yet, but I figured what I should do is I should save it to where I can stream in, I can stream the activity on the Switch and we can all watch me just stumble through Animal Crossing together via the yes. Nets Twitch. Yes, I am okay with this. Yeah, so that's probably what we're going to do. I think that's uh, that's the way I'm going to go. It, actually, it'd be very easy to do because all I have to do is switch from the cam 4K being my uh, camera. Yeah. Just use a webcam, blah, blah, blah. Nobody wants to hear the tech stuff. Um, so, Will, uh, just uh, a question for you, and, and I'm, I'm tying well, this into why, a comment. Why you got yeah. to bring a knife into this, man? Oh, oh, so yeah. I've just had it here. Like, play, I just always have one in my pocket. So I just, it's, that's yeah. all right. Uh, believe me, I'm listening. You've got my attention, okay? <laughs> I will cut you. No, you won't. I'm like hundreds of miles away. I will cut the bit rate of my data transfer. That makes more sense, but less sense at the same time. <laughs> um, uh, do, So you have a Darth Vader mask and Bob Williams says that he's got himself a Batman logo mask and he has, uh, you know, he's, he's been prone to falling into a Christian Bale wolf or Bale wolf, Christian Bale voice. Uh, when he's wearing said Batman mask, do you do you do <clears throat> James Earl Jones voice when you're in the when you're in the Darth? No, because no uh, no human being other than he can sound that way, and everything is just a mockery of it. <laughs> in my opinion, you know what I mean. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. I I can give a, a really and I can't right now, but I could give a really crappy rendition of you know I am your father. But no, I'm not even going to get that close because no, I'm not going to. What, what if what <clears throat> if you had a mm. uh, Nolan's Bane mask. Well, the I because of uh, because of the uh, close affiliation with Kevin. The thing that I, that you need to know is that if you want to do a Bane voice, yeah. you just need to like cup first, like cup, do this, <laughs> or or you get like this. Nobody cared who I was until I put on the mask. So then you can then you can start talking like this, but yeah, but yeah. I, I'm not even close. I, sure. I oddly enough, I think Kevin Smith must, does a much better Bane impression. I think <laughs> embarrassingly, like the ones I gravitate to are more to the things that I was copying as a child because I wanted sure. to be the next Mel Blank, you know. And oh yeah, where where was the kaboom? There should have been an oh. earth shattering kaboom. Yeah, that's 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 actually spot on, Marvin. Yeah, thank. Well, it's okay. You know, let's not go crazy. <laughs> sure, sure. But things that fall in that range, I can definitely hit just fine. Uh, anyway, uh, anything else going on with you, man? Anything going on uh, in your world? Uh, the only other new thing in my world is I just picked up. Uh, it's kind. Of, it's an. It's a like a mini ENG camera from Sony, the PZ90. I'm really excited about it. Haven't used it yet. Just uh, arrived yesterday. Bought it used. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's cameras are so funny right now because DSLRs have really changed uh, just the game in, 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 in the way cameras are made and how they're used, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, I have found that you can get so lost in post-production with all the raw features of DSLR cameras that you, you it just it takes so much more time that I'm still stuck to more traditional ENG style 
uh, video cameras. And so as long as as long as they're still available, I will still be buying them. I'm excited to try this one out. I will let you guys know next time. Question. Um, what is an ENG camera? Oh, yeah. Uh, ENG. Uh, uh, I mean, it originally comes from electronic news gathering. Um, but now it's it's just the 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 way you describe any broadcast quality non DSLR video camera. Okay, so not necessarily considering it has to be like a shoulder mount, but exactly. Yep. Yeah. So so the one I just bought is a handheld um, uh, camera. So, but but it still can still would be considered an ENG because you could you could do uh, film like it's it's it its specs are high enough to be broadcast quality and not like consumer quality. So what do you do when you shoot with something like that? Do you have any, I'm see, I'm such a douche. When I think shooting with a camera, I still think you got to have something on your shoulder to stabilize when you're going like motion. So do you just do, do you just throw it on sticks or what do you do when you have to go mobile with it? Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Like, uh, throw it on sticks. And then I have a, a an NX-100 too that I have, uh, and it's a handheld. It's a little bit bigger though. Uh, but even with the DSLRs, um, when when people are, are are shooting stuff with DSLRs, there is, oh my God. A- and this is where a, a lot of people make fun of, of those who are using DSLRs because of this product. It's, they just call it a rig um, or a cage. And it's it's what you it's 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 basically a base that you mount your DSLR onto, and then from there you can add all the accessories you want, right? So you can uh, add on extenders for a really long lens, and then you can add on a shoulder mount so that it'll fit on your shoulder. But once it's on your shoulder and it's a DSLR, and you've already mounted now a second monitor so that you can see off of it, you have no way to. Uh, zoom and focus. So then you have to add two hand grips and then you have to add a, a separate zoom on your uh, right hand and then your focus on your left hand. Like, and so you, you end up, yes, you're using a DSLR, but you're the, the thing, the, the contraption that you've built is just monstrous. Um, I honestly, Sveen, yeah. I was wondering if you were giving me a legitimate sentence and breakdown, or if you were just like, throwing out all this technical jargon waiting to see if i would stop you you know what i mean no, it, it, it is a for real thing like it's it's yeah it's crazy but the thing is with the dslr um you have the capability of shooting in raw uh, which which uh gives an alpha to the uh to the information so you can change the 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 coloring and the lighting and and make it look completely very it looks very cinematic i I swear to god you're doing it again really (laughs) sorry no okay anyway next week i'll let you know how my new camera works awesome (laughs) uh actually can i tell i i don't know if this is an industry secret but if i could tell you an interesting hack that uh that josh roush uh came up with he shoots yeah he shoots with a dslr as well and what he did is he put a custom a four-pronged mini pivot uh, swivel uh, foot on a unipod. Yeah. So that way he's able to pick up and move and then instantly be stable but versatile. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. I thought that was really cool. I, I, As a matter of fact, I sort of stole the idea when I I shot the uh, hand-signing ceremony for Kevin's uh, Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a monopod so that way I could just focus on holding one stick instead of trying to hold up my goddamn arm the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, oh, gosh. Yeah. 
You can always tell somebody that's used to shooting because they are definitely, they're going to have a larger muscle from here all the way down. Yep. Yeah. Instead of just the bicep, right? You know. And they're always going to be standing like this because their arms are, or their, their right shoulder is so tired. They've already, they've just killed so many nerves till this yeah. point. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, uh, boy, I, I got to ask you, Trent, uh, just because this is like one of those things that's popping into my head rather than all that crap we talked about talking about before we started. Um, have you been watching the current season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Are you, you no, you're behind on that one, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm behind. Like I always watch it once it's over. Okay, because, oh my gosh, I the funniest thing about that show was the fact that it exists in the Marvel Universe, and they set that up in the beginning. It, it's right. like it exists in the MCU. And then, um, you know, at one point, there was, there early on, there was integration. You had characters from the movies show up on the show, including, I think, first season, they even had uh, Eye Patch Guy. Why do I always blank on his name when we're on the air? Sam, played by Samuel Nick, Jackson. Yeah, Nick Fury. Um, he, like he even appeared on the show, right, and officially made Coulson yeah. the director of Shield and all this stuff. It was very interesting to see what they would do, considering they exist in that universe, and you've got this entire situation with Thanos's snap and the five years and the heroes and you know where was the Shield team the whole time kind of thing. You know where were right. these guys? And this season, they've gone with a time-hopping narrative. And they have, uh, it, it, I wouldn't say it's it's glib or as comedic as, like, Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. But it has certain elements of that. But also, it's genius because they are hopping through time completely separate and before any of the last two movie events have happened. It's a genius oh, way to separate okay, it yeah. and tell their own story. But even better, I have to say, is just it is an extremely well-told story so far. I think it's only been eight or nine episodes of a 13-episode season so far. And every episode, they just keep upping the severity and the stakes and the what-the-hell moments. It is <laughs> it is genius storytelling. And I'm, I'm happy that in any way, shape, or form in the past, I had any association with Jed Whedon because I just... Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I hope he gets the the vibes that I love what they are doing now is all I can say. Um, in that same vein of uh, people that you've had, uh, well, I haven't worked with this person, but, you know, people that you you, you support and mm -hmm. follow their work and may not be known to the whole world. Um, Stargirl on CW, so good, so freaking good. And James Robinson, the guy who, who created and, and did, like, all the Starman comics and everything, uh, working on the project it is yeah it's another one that like is spot on oh and doom patrol uh second season of doom patrol is out on the uh dc app oh wow yeah i um i, I told you about the entire did i tell you about the cell phone debacle with emily's yes phone? oh gosh yes okay. break my heart so that came with the free subscription to hbo max so I know Doom Patrol season one is available to me. I still haven't watched it. Oh, you will love it, dude. It is so good. But I completely agree with CW Stargirl. The only thing I will say is I've only seen the first four episodes so far because I've just been really busy. So it's like I've made time to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I literally think that's my only appointment TV. Right. And Blair is watching Stargirl with me. You know, my, my youngest, oh, my six-year-old. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Which is okay, except it does have some slightly more mature elements that, that yeah. freak her out. Yes. So, 
you know, it's kind of like been hit or miss on in getting her engaged with it. But uh, I, I really like what I saw. The funny thing is you can tell that it was made for the DC Universe app and then they decided to put it on the CW because yep. it has totally. some more. It has that different uh, that other than the CW vibe, I guess, is what I'm looking yep. at. Yeah, it's it's it feels like it's playing to a fan like like a fan audience as opposed to the general uh, CW demographic. Let me guess. That's kind of the exact same vibe that Doom Patrol has too. Oh, Doom! Doom Patrol is so inside baseball. It, uh, it, um, they break the. There, there's a character that can break the fourth wall and uh, does the narration, and he, you know, addresses. Oh, so so he came back for the second episode. So you're either a troll or one of those really odd diehard uh, um, Grant Morrison fans. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, that is it, genius. It's great. It's really good. That is sweet. I, I really got to check that out, man. Uh, also, uh, for those of you that uh, are, are looking forward to it, now we are even closer to the next season of Lucifer on Netflix. Oh, yes. So be sure to uh, check that out. I think it's August 21st that it came out. And, uh, comes out. And we finally got a trailer for it where we... It looks like Lucifer comes back, but it's his twin brother, Michael. I love the way they play with the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Theological... Yeah, stuff. Uh, it, but it's really, really good stuff. Really fun. Check that out. Anyway, Trent, I'm done. I'm spent. I'm ready okay. to go. I don't have a cigarette. I I don't do that. But well, I just you know when you're it helps to in the afterglow. Sometimes it helps calm oh, you down. Wow, was that good for you? Well, I mean, sure. Okay, that's the response I'm used <laughs> to. <laughs> anyway guys thank you very much for tuning in thank you for joining us thank you for listening always appreciated uh if you want to uh check out more about uh me or trent go to netheadsonair.com there's a link to everything there uh that's relevant and i'll make a mental note to have trent give me the updated information he wants people to to make sure we link to his stuff from there as well that was a very uh detailed description that i don't think the general audience needed to hear but <laughs> Sure. At least now I'm on record. Uh, but otherwise, I'm NetheadWW on Twitter. Trent is a part of him, the show NetHeads on Air. And until next time, as we like to say here, Trent, we'll be back soon. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker signing off. Aww. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. 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 We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. Okay, I'm confused on one point. Are you just making a commentary to handheld gaming in general, or do you have a Switch Lite? Well, no, I, I have a I have a, a Nintendo 2DS XL. Okay, all I right. I want Switch Lite. Oh, you do, do you? Yeah. That's interesting because I know there's money in the NetHeads Patreon account, and oh. somebody's got a birthday coming oh. up. Oh well, no, stop. No, don't do that. Now I'm 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 blushing. Stop. I'm on camera, Lil. Don't do that.